Welcome back to the Black Belt Podcast. You're listening to episode 32. Today's guest is Slovenia's Ursa Turden. Ursa is a top competitor in both ITF Taekwondo and Wacko Kickboxing. She has been a world and European champion at both senior and junior level. Ursa is currently studying a master's degree in sports psychology in Germany. And today I chat to Ursa about her competitive journey, some of the mental ups and downs that go with high level competition, how she balances university and training, and much more. Make sure to like, share and subscribe. And if you haven't already, after this episode, I'd highly recommend you check out the last episode with Olympic champion Michael Carruth. Some of the stories are fantastic, and it's definitely one of my personal favourites so far. But for now, hope you enjoy today's podcast. So what's up, Arsa? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, have you been doing much uh, much training at the moment? Um, You know, as much as I could, or getting getting most from the good weather and just... Yeah, going for walks, spending time with family, training for myself, but not much other than that. Yeah, were were you in were you in Slovenia when all this kicked off, or were you in college? Because you as you go to college in Germany, is that is that right? Uh, yeah. So uh, I actually came home from Germany. It was planned for just a couple of weeks first, uh, and then the next day it was locked down. So I came at the last time. <laughs> yeah, lucky, lucky. Yeah. Yeah, if I would have stayed back in Germany, like in my little room over there, that would be quite miserable now. <laughs> would you have been the only one there? Uh, I have a few roommates, but it's still like, you know, you just have a room and... <laughs> Not the same as being around family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, were, were you going to be at the European Championships this year? Uh, yeah, I was. That was the plan. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a shame they got, shame they got cancelled. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and the- also everything, like it's unsure what competitions are going to be held here, so it's certain now. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think the World Cup will go ahead? I don't know. I really hope so. But I think for sh- even if it does, for sure, not with as many competitors as, as they would have hoped. <laughs> yeah. I what think, do you think? Um, I think it might be best to, to cancel it and maybe save it till 2022. Like, give, them mm-hmm. a ch- give them a chance to hold give a Thomas and the rest had a chance to host it but uh, I don't think this year is going to be a good year for, for big tournaments yeah yeah that's true like people are not training and or being selected or yeah yeah so I like that even if uh, I keep saying even if it comes around to, to October and you can host these big events if people haven't been able to train for them they're not going to go so yeah yeah exactly and like you also have to plan in advance so it's pretty tricky <laughs> Yeah, like nobody's gonna have flights booked or accommodation at this stage, um, yeah. So, and who knows? Like, when will you even get a chance to to book flights or anything like that? Because who knows what's going to happen? So, yeah, I think exactly. it's I think it's best to cut the best to baby, put not call it off, but postpone mm-hmm. it till twenty twenty two. Yeah, that would be a solution. <laughs> and so, so how did you get, how did you get started in, in taekwondo and uh, and kickboxing? Um, I started with Taekwondo in 2005 when I was nine uh, and kickboxing a couple of years later because almost everyone at our club was starting to do both, to compete in both. So yeah, it was a random decision. I was doing gymnastics before that and then I just wanted to change and yeah, ended up there. <laughs> and did, um, do you think gymnastics helped with you starting off? I, I think it did, yeah, for sure, with the 
all the high kicks and everything and just general flexibility so on so i think it's a good start yeah we've seen a couple of kids come into the club who, who have a background in in gymnastics and straight away mm-hmm. to, like you can teach them most of the kicks in one or two days mm-hmm. because they have the flexibility they have the strength and the kind of i suppose motor control to be able to make the kicks work it's just they need a couple, a couple of chances mm-hmm. to practice the reps and so it, it, it's always good to see somebody who has a background in gymnastics come in because you know it's uh, you can progress quickly yeah yeah like the, the general strength and everything right like yeah did you keep up gymnastics for much longer after you started taekwondo no i quit gymnastics and started taekwondo so so it'd be and and did you then i'm presuming you you would have got into competing straight away um i think my first competition as a probably yellow belt was like one and a half years after i started but yeah i actually wasn't a big fan of sparring at first like I wouldn't know. I just wanted to like to score a point. I didn't want to really get into a fight. So I preferred patterns. Funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. I was the same for most of my time as yeah. a color belt. Most of my time as a color belt was always always the better in patterns. Preferred the patterns. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, for fighting just I would be okay in the club, but in the competition, mm-hmm. um just never seemed to do do quite well. Never was able to do quite as well in competition as I did in the club. Like that, I think the mm-hmm. idea, the idea, as I think you're kind of taught as a kid, maybe fighting is bad and you're not supposed to fight, and then kind of maybe or like hurt someone because you kick them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I think that maybe just carried over to the competition, but I think then you start to get to. But for me, anyway, I kind of got to closer to teenage years, and uh, fighting kind of mm-hmm. seemed a bit more cool then. Or it seemed like, oh yeah, that's something I want to do. So I think that's when I started to take more of an interest in sparring. But yeah, funny how it sometimes mm-hmm. goes like that. That you start off interested in one discipline but it's not necessarily a discipline then you go on to be more successful in yeah yeah and so they like um yeah like that um would you have won many medals in patterns then or would you have been successful as a color belt um yeah but those were just like in small international competitions or local competitions here so I would I was always doing both. I didn't like just do patterns, but I yeah. just remembered I enjoyed it more then. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it was like the, did you feel like you said maybe more control over the performance? Just just do it like, with the patterns. Maybe. Like, yeah. Maybe because like when you were doing patterns, you always knew exactly what to do, what was your job. But in sparring, you could easily get lost. You know, just or stressed yeah. over what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one thing for me as well. Actually, it was a. Uh, the, the patterns I knew when I stepped out on the floor is like if it's dosan you do 24 movements do them in the right order yeah. do them as close to perfect as you can and that's it but yeah. the sparring trying to figure out what the other like I was never good at watching the other person and figure out what they keep doing mm-hmm. not, at, not at that age so yeah I think that yeah. was why patterns was for me was uh, just step out and do your thing yeah, that's a good point actually I never thought about it but you actually have contr- more control over that than so for a beginner it's maybe <laughs> more yeah. enjoyable so then when would you uh, when would you have graded to graded to black belt uh i graded for black belt in 2010 and then i think almost like a month after that i would go to the european championships in sweden and that's where it started yeah yeah that was your first one mm-hmm. yes yeah i've been to kickboxing uh european championships the year before but um yeah, it was a cadet championship. Uh, did you find that 
how did you find that the, the that European Championships in Sweden? Did you find it as a as a kind of a, a shock, or do you think the the wacko European Championships the year before kind of helped prepare you for for what you were going to step into? Um. I think, yeah, it, it was definitely a shock. And also compared to the workouts the year before, I was still competing as, as a cadet. And it was, I just thought the level was not as high as it is today in Wako. And in Taekwondo, it was just so many good competitors and like a bit overwhelming, I think. You were also there, weren't you? Yeah, that was my first one, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, how did you find it? Yeah, it was a, it was definitely an uh, an experience. Um, I had been to the World Cup in two thousand eight, but then I, d- I don't know, there was something just a bit different about about that, that European Championships. I think maybe because like not everybody can go to the World Cup. Like you have to be selected, and you're with, like like it's Team Ireland or would have been Team Slovenia. Mm-hmm. To, like I think it's just something a bit more. I suppose uh, prestigious about it that mm-hmm. uh, the nerves are kicking in, and and you're seeing and you see like you're walking and around. only black belts. Only Blackwells, yeah, and you're walking, yeah. and you're walking around, to, like you're walking past world champions, European champions, like guys who mm-hmm. could be legends in the sport, like, and you're just walking past them. You could be warming up next to them. It's uh it's something that's a bit, it takes getting used to. Yeah, if you if you're if you're really unlucky, you have them first fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Um... I was actually also in uh, the World Cup 2008, but I was a blue belt, so I don't really count it as a. <laughs> but yeah, just yeah. to get an experience, that was cool. Yeah, I had I had just graded the black belt at that time. I was a black belt. I was I did a, I think two local competitions, and then mm-hmm. third competition was the World Cup. So I'd only just got I'd only just graded the black belt. So uh, so that was a bit of a shock as well. <laughs> so, How did you do? Uh, I think I lost first round in patterns, and I mm-hmm. won. I lost second round in sparring. Okay. I like that. <laughs> yeah, like that. Um, I think even um, I think Adrian made the point even that that when you were talking to him the other day, him and Richie, that uh, you you go into some matches and it's uh, nearly all a blur, and you come out and you are kind of like had no clue about what happened. I was very much like that in two thousand eight, where I was like, I had even forgot there was a scoreboard. I felt in the match I was winning and I was fighting like I was winning, and it was only when I yeah. came out it was like three one to the other guy. It was like, okay, yeah. it didn't feel like that. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So these fights are always a blur. Yeah. I also don't remember a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. How did you do in um in in Sweden in twenty ten? Uh I lost the first round against some Polish girl. Yeah, I also don't remember anything from that, so <laughs> Yeah. It's uh, did, would you did you just do did you just do sparring? Had kind of sparring taken over at that stage or were you still doing still still doing some patterns? Mm-hmm. As a junior, I was doing also patterns at like the ma- major competitions, but um, yeah, I I think I lost also in Sweden. I didn't do any anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, the did you did your did your training kind of change after that? Did it kind of give you an did a did it change maybe your approach to training? Maybe dedication, or did you start adding more training, or did you kind of did it give you a bit of a I suppose a wake up call maybe to kind of the, the level that you have to get to if you're going to achieve at the really highest level. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it it must have moved something in like in anyone who would come to a com- competition like that for the first time. And uh, yeah, you see how good some people are and how good you have to get in order to compete with them. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it was a factor that changed 
training for forwards. And also we knew that the world championships were going to be held like the year after in New Zealand. And that was also motivation to just keep going. Yeah. So it, was, it was such a far way to travel. You kind of wanted to be prepared to perform in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so th- how did you get on there in New Zealand? Did, did, did you manage to get a medal? Because I, I know you were quite successful as even like as a junior. It, um, it seemed like you were always on the podium. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, in New Zealand, I lost before the medal. So that was, yeah. Uh, but for the rest of the competitions, I was winning more. But in New Zealand, it was not the, one of the, my best ones, unfortunately. So Yeah. Yeah. So I had twenty eight. I was also fifteen there, so yeah, like that. Still in the beginning of yeah. Yeah, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Like when you see, like you could have, at juniors, you can have somebody who's maybe just got their black belt. They are just mm-hmm. turned fourteen, and they go stepping out, and you could be competing against somebody who's eighteen, has five championships behind them, and yeah, all that experience and like that. It's nearly it could nearly be like an adult against a kid and. It it's, is, kind of, it's kind of yeah. that balance, like so. It, it can be tough for when you when you just break in the, the difference in experience level. Yes, for sure, and they could be turning eighteen in a month or have already have some experience in seniors or, but the whole Slovenian team did really good on that championships. So, at least it was good to be a part of it for this one. <laughs> yeah, we 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 lost to the guys in the in the team span. It was a uh, really yeah we lost to the guys. Um, I was I had broken my wrist. Uh, in the competition and I couldn't spare so we only had five anyway and then I was out so we only had four so uh, so it was always going to be tough you... because Slovenia had a good team then so it was going to be tough to beat them at five and then we only had four you broke it in your individual sparring yeah against the um, against the Jamaican guy I went to throw a, a, a turning kick Dolio Chaggy and he kind of caught my leg and pushed mm-hmm. and I just fell back and broke my wrist so, so I, was, I, I was out of the team then oh that's <laughs> <laughs> bad timing for that to happen yeah I went all that way to to break my wrist yeah. so it was it was, it was tough <laughs> at but, least you saw New Zealand but yeah, yeah that was that was one benefit yeah that was one and we were there quite we were there quite a quite a bit quite a bit before the tournament started for you know to get over the jet lag mm-hmm. and stuff and so yeah, it was yeah. a, it was an experience I suppose yeah yeah for sure <laughs> So like when did when did you really start? So I think it was after that then you kind of really started to to get to get have some success then. Uh, yeah. So in 2012, I won my first European Championships in here in Maribor, and uh, also the year after that, and then in 2014, I I turned seniors and won my first European Championships then. So. Um, yeah, that's. I think 2012 was like the year when I started winning more in taekwondo. And uh, well, what did you find that feeling like winning winning at home in Maribor? Oh, it was amazing. I still remember. I I was I think 16 at that time, and like also like fighting in the gala and everything. It was overwhelming, and at the same time, it was a blur in a way that I don't remember. It was just it started and it finished, and they raised my hand and. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. <laughs> yeah, and was what was it like to have maybe family and maybe even some friends at, at the tournament? Mm, yeah, that was also um, something new. Like for example, my te- high school teacher also came <laughs> to watch it, and 
yeah those are nice yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 something different because like the uh, like the worlds in Ireland was the was the first and um, only time my, mm-hmm. my my parents have been to a tournament that big, so mm-hmm. like the win with them there was kind of was kind of cool, um. So yeah, I would imagine mm-hmm. it was the same. Like it's like it's it's hard to explain to people, kind of, even I suppose friends and people in the club. It's mm-hmm. hard to it's hard to explain to them what these tournaments are like, uh, how big yeah, they are. Even if the they atmosphere. just see a video, it's not the same. Like the atmosphere and everything, right? Yeah, it's it's hard to explain. So for them to be able to be there and experience it was was is class also means more to you right like if you if you're successful even better but yeah yeah i do it wasn't something i thought of you i didn't really think of before the tournament but it was only like looking back now it's gonna like yeah that was that was that was cool to have to have your family mm-hmm. and some friends there yeah <laughs> and also the team ireland was very successful at that championships was right yeah 2017 yeah number one in the mm-hmm. world we got the number one just on sparring and pretty much <laughs> it's so interesting isn't it that because it was held and like giving all the motivation and everything to i mean yeah. of course you were you would prepare also for any other if it was held in any other country but just to see the like how the whole team you know yeah did it like but even like when it was held in i think it happens quite a lot because even when the european championships were held in slovenia like even in 2012 mm-hmm. slovenia were very successful there yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, I, you see it quite a lot actually because even I think like, New Zealand in New Zealand did very well. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you, you often see it, uh, yeah. the home the home country does do does do very well. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's funny when you think about it because every country trains hard. It's not like someone yeah, okay, it's not in my country, so I won't. Yeah, but it's just yeah. uh, something extra. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that is, yeah, because that's what I was thinking. It was like, like that. I'm sure you were even the same. But when it, when I tell in Slovenia that you you're not really, like I wasn't in training for the Worlds in Ireland. Going, I have to train the hardest I've ever trained, but uh, because it's in Ireland, mm-hmm. because then it's kind of well, how hard were you training before that? Like you said, mm-hmm. so it was like that. It wasn't like a, it was a big deal in training. It's just when it when it when it happens, it just when the tournament comes around, you're just that more more motivated. Yeah, it's like you give that something more out of yourself of i don't know <laughs> yeah and you see that the others succeeded from your team and maybe that's yeah <laughs> and so then did you i know you said like 2014 would it was kind of your first one at senior there was a did you find maybe not because you were successful maybe straight away but did you think there was going to be much of a, a transition did you think the transition from junior to senior would be a bit harder than it was uh yeah, I knew I knew it was going to be hard, but I was uh, look, kind of looking forward to it just because I felt like we were more or less the same girls in the categories in the juniors, you know, when you fight against the same people over and over again. And I just, uh, even if I would lose, I would fight someone new. So I don't know. I think it was also what we talked about with uh, Richie and Adrian, the you're not, um, how can I say that? Uh, to you don't put put so much pressure on yourself and you just do your thing and yeah yeah definitely i think that that, that is a big thing it, it, it takes some it takes some pressure off going from junior to senior because i think the first maybe one is kind of like i'm new in the division i'm not expected to win and then so that kind of takes yeah something off your shoulders and nobody knows you nobody put, pays much attention to you right yeah so then you you, you find then that you 
without that pressure of feeling like you know people know who you are then you can end up just focusing on your performance mm-hmm. yeah i mean you still do your best but it's just yeah the mentality is different i think <laughs> but I, i'm already saying that that that, that final because that, I, I, I kind of remember the final you had in riccione it was again it was against a russian girl is that right yeah and yeah, it, yeah. It, it kind of did a flip at the uh, towards the end did you score a head kick towards the end and it flipped uh, yeah, you remember correctly. Yeah, you see, <laughs> it was. I think I it. Was, <laughs> uh, I think it was a draw, more or less. It was not going like either way, like during the fight. But I know in the end there was a, or or was it even a side kick? I don't remember. But yeah, that's the la- in the last seconds it turned and. Yeah, yeah I definitely I remember. Yeah, there was a there was a clean a clean score from your side mm-hmm. that that was like the cleanest score of the fight. And then it flipped it over towards you. Yeah. So uh, I can't. Who was the Russian girl again? What was her name? I can't. Um, Ekaterina Kozlachkova. Yeah, that's what I thought it was as well. But I wasn't totally sure. So, yeah, I do. I I do remember that fight. Yeah. Um, And also like her being the, you know, the big name that we were talking about. Like I just heard that she won so many times before. But yeah, I didn't. I don't know. Oh yeah, but it maybe feels better now looking back that 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 that's a, that's a really good win to have maybe uh, on, yeah, the, on the CV. For sure. yeah. yeah. And to beat her in a final as well. Yeah, yeah, that's too. Uh, we we fought one more time the year after the Euros, and it was a draw again. But then she also, she scored in the last second, so she, then she won, and that was the last time we fought. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think she would have stopped competing around after that. Then was she? Sparring, she would have stopped sparring. Uh, yeah, I think that must have been her last competition. Yeah. I mean, in sparring. Yeah. So then, you were always you would have been competing in a wacko all all that time as well. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So from two thousand and nine. Yeah, and you were you were having success there. Success there. When did you start winning medals in in wacko then? Uh, so I became a world champion in 2010 in the cadets. That's up to 15 years. So that that was my first medal there. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, would it, it it was it always kind of light contact that you did? I suppose like the, the Thomas is more sort of light contact. You you don't do <laughs> you don't do much points. Uh, no, we never we never did it. But uh, I did it for a year or maybe two because for my bachelor's, I moved to another town in Slovenia. Actually, I was studying in Koper, so where the World Cup is going to be, was going to be. And um, I was training in another club there and a few guys there did point fighting, so I would train with them sometimes. But it was always just for fun. I didn't plan to start competing like seriously in it. Yeah. Why do you think you never did, you never did points in... Um... With Thomas's club in Maribor? Uh, I don't know. We just never... I think in our regular kickboxing class, it was also oriented towards slight contact and like all the combinations and everything was for that. That I don't know. I remember sometimes we would, for like a national championships or something, that a few of us would um, uh, register also for point fighting, but it was all just to give it a try. It was never like directed to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Thomas is all is all about it. wants to fight, not not so much just the, the touch and and stop. Yeah, maybe that's also <laughs> a, 
always continue the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but have you done, you've done? Uh, have you done? You've done Kate Light as well. Is am I right? No, never. Have, have you done? That's one no. discipline I never did. No. Yeah. Would you Would you try it? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not very no. Okay, you don't think there'd be a good crossover from maybe Taekwondo to the light contact that you could maybe carry to the kick light? Uh, I I think I could, and even if I would fight it, I would probably find more or less the same as I do in light contact, but just the, the like, kicks. Uh, yeah. low kicks scores would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not something I would have tried either. But any anybody I've heard take take a good leg kick has said it's not it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. I was actually listening from to the podcast we did with Elijah when he said like the toll it takes on the on your legs and I can just imagine that and it's hard enough as it is already. So yeah, it's like that. And the fact that he was able to win, that's why I thought I think it's lasted. He was taking kicks in the legs and then was still yeah. able to win in 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 points and and light contact. Points, yeah. 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 <laughs> so like then as a as a senior, then how many? Uh, how many like how many medals have you won as a senior then in terms of taekwondo? Because uh, again, uh, like, again, you've taekwondo? been very successful as a senior. You've been as pretty much as successful as a senior, I think, as nearly as a junior. Uh, I think it's almost the same in the medal count. I think, and I've been. I can't believe I've been a senior for five years now or six years now. <laughs> Feeling old, and um, I think. So altogether, I've been five times European champion in Taekwondo, and two of that were in juniors. So three times as a senior, yeah. And in um, world championships, I was second in juniors and second in seniors. So last year in Germany, yeah, I that's the one title I'm still striving to win one day. <laughs> Do you have that? Do you find that helps keep you motivated? Yeah. That's definitely one of the things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think the the maybe the, the senior European titles did, did they mean did they mean a little bit more than the junior ones to you? Do you think? Mm, yes, for sure. Just because I think the competitors were on such a such a high level, and uh, but at the same time, when in two thousand and twelve, it meant the most to me because you know that's the it's the first time for sure, and then. It's the most you can do. You can't choose and go into seniors, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, uh, juniors, I suppose a fifteen-year-old can suddenly just decide he's going to be eighteen, yeah. or eighteen or nineteen. So it's the highest level they can compete in. But, but yeah, yes, I definitely, can, yeah. I definitely think, yeah. To me, the to win at senior is is that is, I suppose it's the it's the highest uh, it's the highest level you can get to get, you know to to win a, as mm-hmm. as a senior title is is like the pinnacle. Um, yeah, not, like you said, definitely. not not that winning as a junior doesn't mean anything. Uh, it is a, still a, a fantastic achievement, yeah, but I think that just it means that little bit more if you can uh, if you can be successful as a senior. Yeah, like when you look win as a senior and look back on winning as a junior, it just doesn't seem to matter as much. Yeah, we like that. At then. that time. Yeah, we like that. Then you only realize once you've got the senior. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because as a junior, that's the best you can do and you're happy and you reached it and that's it <laughs> and um so then like how in terms of like what, what what would a training schedule kind of look like for you um for a lead up to a, to a tournament um so in the last let's say five years it's been 
uh, a bit complicated for me because I, because of my studies, I was moving. I was not always at home to be able to train 24-7 at uh, Tomasz's club. Um, but so let's say in the last year, I had a gap year, so I was home more. So I would actually be able to train all the time, full time here. <laughs> Mm, so we would start training, let's say, three or two months before the competition, starting with training twice a day and just build up from there. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of then, like, would you, in terms of maybe, I suppose, strength and conditioning kind of stuff, would, you, would that come into, into your training much? Uh, yeah, I think at the beginning, it was also like the basics and like getting the general strength and like, yeah, and then let's say one month before that to start focusing on sparring and like quick reactions and combinations. Yeah. Yeah. So then, would you do like at the start? You would you do much? Would you do much uh, sparring uh, even at the start? Uh, uh, we would do it, but not. It wouldn't be like the focus of training. Maybe just so for the you know for the feeling, but like really. To really start focusing on it, it will be later on in the preparations. Yeah, and who the who does who would kind of take most of the training now? In the would it still be Thomas or is it you know Alice or who kind of uh, takes most of the training for you? Uh, yeah, Tomas was training with us as much as he could, but he had a lot of other stuff going on. So Alish would be, um, yeah, he would take most of the trainings as well. Yeah, do you, do you have a preference? Uh, no, I think like they both have a, like their own, their own. How can I say that? Style. Yeah, training style and yeah, I think we need we need both of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, like that's two legends of the sport to have to be able to train with. Yeah, yeah, I know we're we're pretty lucky. <laughs> Uh, like so then how did you find because you, you mentioned college, how do you find balancing training with with college and uh and maybe if you were working how do you find uh, ba- balancing all that um well now that i moved to germany i was i was very lucky actually to have had that there are two clubs two big clubs nearby where i live now so i moved to cologne and uh, there's a kickboxing club from where Peter Sar is the main coach and it's like 40 minutes from where I live so I can train train there even if I don't have so much time but and there then Stangun from Tricky Ibrahim in Dortmund which takes me a little longer to get there it's like an hour and a half by train in one direction but I try to like co- combine both of it because I still like I still want to do taekwondo and I love their like training style so I try to juggle all of that yeah. So, um, what do what what do you, what I know you maybe have answers before, but just for to have it, what what are you stu- what are you studying in college, in Germany? Uh, so I'm doing uh, sports psychology. It's a master two years master's program. Yeah. And would you have had a kind of a sports background in the in the degree you would have done beforehand, or is it something a, a change in uh, field before? Uh, yeah, before I did biopsychology, so that's like biological psychology, so it was more of that. And then I just figured out I wanted to focus more on the sport, like connect sport with that. So I was, I found that um, that university that I go to now randomly, 
and that they also turned out to have uh, programs in programs in English. So it was a uh, yeah, I just applied. <laughs> and was a did did, a, did an interest kind of maybe be sparked up through your own experiences through like through training and through through competition and kind of seeing that you know um that maybe you had to, so so uh, mental maybe you had to improve the mental side of your game through your time as competing and did that kind of maybe spark an interest do you think to, to go that to go that route for sure for sure that's um <clears throat> i think when i saw in my own experience like when i was mentally in the right place is that an expression yeah. <laughs> um how how it how it could work and what an impact it can have on your competition, on your fights and everything. And I think also a big, a big factor in that was training with Tomas and just his mindset and all the, you know, his uh, philosophy of everything. And I think that just made me see how important that really is, even if nobody directly speaks about it so much in our sport. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and do you feel like that the, the one of the biggest reasons maybe when you didn't win, um, what was kind of more so down to maybe the mental side of the mental side of the game more so than physical uh yeah definitely for sure even though like if you ask me at that moment like before i had a bad fight i would say no i'm fine but inside me i would know this is not the you know optimal performance state but yeah, yeah. it's just interesting because you can still know everything about it and still have like setbacks and like when your own mind doesn't work for you anymore. So yeah, that's what I always found interesting. So I was happy to find a program that actually allows me to know, learn more about it and work in it one day. Yeah, it's a, I think it can be hard sometimes to, to even tell yourself that, like, no, I wasn't, I, I, I might be, I didn't believe in myself enough there or maybe I was nervous maybe I was scared it's hard to nearly say that to yourself never mind I suppose admit it to maybe somebody else but I think that yeah. sometimes sometimes you have to nearly be you have to have those kind of conversations with yourself to, mm -hmm. to, to just admit to yourself yeah do you know what I, I was nervous there and I, I didn't perform and you know it was I was it was the mental side of things that let me down yeah or like it also happened to me in I don't know I think it was European Championships two years ago that I was fighting in a, you know, the tatami that's lifted up like central ring. And I, instead of like focusing on my opponent, I was thinking, oh, like I can twist an ankle here. Like it's so uneven. Like I was thinking about how I don't feel well moving on the tatamis. I was like focused. Like I wasn't even in the, in the fight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just something just takes over. I remember really thinking that I was in uh, the European Championships in, in Scotland and I was about to go, mm -hmm. I was waiting to fight the final and I, I, mm -hmm. I, I kept fixing my glove. I was like, no, this glove isn't feeling right. It's like, do you know, I, 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 I tie it and then I was like, no, no, it's still not right. And then I, I managed to catch myself and go, no, no, the glove is fine. Just just focus. Yeah, yeah. I managed to catch myself, but like like that, it was just something like this. I was just nearly focusing on, like I was taking it off. I was then, I was taking them both off. I was just something strange mm -hmm. like that. I was just messing with the gear because I was thinking that, that there was something going on there. But like you said, it, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. You have to, you have to kind of, like I said, I was lucky enough to catch it, catch it myself and, and refocus. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, but it's really good that you like noticed it and like did something about it. Like, okay focus <laughs> yeah but there's been other times where, where I haven't where I, I, that hasn't happened that was just one that jumped to mind there that, that uh, I got lucky with um, yeah so like <laughs> uh, would you do you think the plan would be maybe 
at the end of all that to maybe work in the taekwondo kickboxing space or is it maybe more sports in general uh i think it would definitely be easier for me to work in that space yeah because i i know how it feels you know to be in the ring to like all that comes comes with our sport and i imagine it could be difficult for me to at first to work with people from other sports just because i wouldn't know exactly how they feel but i think with time you you learn to also of course work with other sports especially because taekwondo and kickboxing are not really like olympic and so well you know yeah but i think it would be my interest to work in that sport for sure yeah like we did before the world championships in 2017 we did um a workshop where the guy's name's uh Joe Hussey, but he would have worked with the irish olympic boxers in mm-hmm. 2000 the olympics in 2008 for beijing i think london as well in 2012 and the irish boxers did, did phenomenal at those two olympic games and uh, mm-hmm. so like that we did a workshop with him then in 2017 and the fact that he came from boxing i think really helped because like that it's, sure. it's it's stepping into a, a ring or you know or it's mm-hmm. stepping onto mats and it's you know there there's a a fight you know so i think that that, that does he understands the nerves and what you go through beforehand so yeah. I, I thought that workshop worked really well because he had maybe some we both had an understanding of what he was talking about whereas maybe if mm-hmm. you were you could relate yeah yeah and he could relate yeah. to us as well then so i thought that <laughs> i thought that worked uh worked really well and i definitely took some some really good things from it um mm-hmm. so yeah like that it maybe not as much as if i was a if we were i don't know sprinters or shot put throwers you know would we have related as much maybe not so much yeah maybe on the like on basics and like general things but not like like you said stepping in the ring and so on yeah because yeah. like he, he even made the point like he was saying you know that with some of the guys there before you go into like you're in the dressing room you sit down they sit down on that chair and it's you know the conversations you're going to have with yourself when you step into the when you step into the ring it's like you know it's all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff that you could nearly picture yourself like you're, you're sitting down you're, you're waiting for your go you're waiting for your name to step up gear check you know it's it's all the type of things that that he was talking about that you can relate to yeah actually that's kind of the same way the preparation or same kind of steps that you nearly go through yourself yeah 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 yeah. that's really interesting i think i think at one point every athlete is interested in that but because you know the mental part and all the sports psychology stuff <laughs> yeah and so but like even then just go back to i know i said already but just in maribor you've had two legends of the sport but even since going to germany you've been with some you've managed to train with some top level people there yes yes i really have uh, so uh, Dangun in Dortmund is really a really a good club on high level competitors and everything, and I've really enjoyed my trainings there. And also wish that I could go there more often than just once a week or in the exams period. I couldn't even do that. But um, yeah, I was actually planning to um, when I after I finished my exams, I stayed a couple of weeks in Germany so I could tra- really focus on training more because I didn't have my lectures and everything. And then come back here for a couple of weeks to train in Maribor and then return for the semester start and then go for Euros. But it didn't work out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the two good gyms to be tried to split your time between. Like a lot of high, like even yeah. just not even, I suppose, like the obviously the, the coaches and instructors are high level, but you've also got high mm-hmm. le- a lot, lots of high level people within the clubs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
do you think that is kind of big in even I suppose I suppose actually it's big in both of them do you think that kind of helps the, the, to have lots of high level people to, to, to train with and that uh, kind of success breeds success to, to some degree yes for sure I think the um, like you said the high level people and like competitors who have not necessarily experience but just the will to do it that they push each other all the time and uh, like all just the atmosphere in the gym is I don't know how to describe it um. competitive <laughs> yes but in a good way like just you know not not giving up and like doing everything 100% not just stop oh I'm tired and go out it's just like give a hundred percent and then everyone is happy and then you can leave but not until you you know <laughs> yeah there's yeah. i suppose maybe so accountability maybe do you think would be yeah 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 maybe that's yeah if you're, if you're, if you're slacking if you're slacking and the person next to you isn't slacking then yeah, yeah. You're, you're suddenly yeah. going to maybe up your up your effort level yeah even if you don't feel like it in that on that day you don't you won't let yourself to just quit in the middle or like not give your everything you can at that point. So yeah, for sure. People you train with have a big impact on that. Yeah. And <laughs> Is then, it also like that in your club? Uh, my club, we we don't have a lot of um, people at that level, but we have all the time there has been like, it is, there's always been, you know, two, three, four people that are at a high level that you can train with. It's just that the faces kind of change over. So maybe one goes off to mm-hmm. college and does something else and then all of a sudden there's a new person coming in and you kind of, for me, it's kind mm-hmm. of, you, you nearly train them up a bit and uh, maybe they'll stay, maybe they'll mm-hmm. go. But there's always been, there's there's always somebody um, that I can train with and get some good training in with. But if I look at who I would have started training with in 2010, to who I'm training with mostly now it's uh it's night and day mm-hmm. it's, they're completely different people you know it's completely different like yeah. completely different stages of, of yeah that's so, yeah like when I like that when I started competing I was like even in the club or the people we would have been training with maybe the younger one whereas now I'm I'm the older one and it's even like that on yeah. on, the, on the team on the team you know I was obviously a junior and now I'm one of the yeah. oldest seniors so it's uh it, it, it just changes it's like the same that. here yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. It, the teams are getting younger <laughs> yeah and you do yeah <laughs> and you don't notice it like one minute you're you're it's your first time as as a junior at the championships yeah. and the next it's like your 10th time stepping out of the championships and uh, you're one of the oldest people yeah yeah and you're just like 20 something <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so like yeah, our the, our team average the, the average age went down a lot this year because uh, Hong retired. So Hong was uh, Hong was keeping the average up. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's on you to keep it up. It's on me, yeah, me and Sarah and a couple of other people who are mid twenties mm-hmm. and and are keeping the keeping the age up. Yeah. <laughs> and did do you find us being the bet like? like training with in Maribor and in training in Germany so do you feel that uh, different styles and maybe different philosophies has, has helped you improve your game um, for sure although I think that the philosophy and maybe a part of training style is very similar from Tomas and um, in Tangun but I think they just both focus on different things so it's of, of course just the benefit for me to 
be able to train with both and focus on different stuff and yeah, combine everything hopefully in the competition yeah and so the, um have you done more have you done maybe have you done more points with uh in germany uh yeah so when i when i first got here there i thought that because they usually train uh one one um, hour of taekwondo and then kickboxing and i thought i was you know ready with my dough book and everything they're like no it's it's just a name we do point fighting actually it's more point fighting so now we actually do point fighting and then light contact training so they really focus much more on point fighting there than we do here for example so that would be the i think biggest difference yeah yeah so but it helps it works yeah yeah i was gonna say so do you think maybe uh, training more points is helped maybe bring something uh into your maybe a little bit of a change in style or maybe just bring something a little bit different into your into your game uh it 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 has so i think already when i was like in that other slovenian town for the bachelors and training like doing the basics of point fighting training and learning how to blitz or like attack with your um with your front hand and so on uh that i actually it actually did um improve like some things in my taekwondo sparring that i didn't haven't been doing before or like crossing over a leg with a punch or so on and i think that doing that style had had helped me in that aspect yeah just to i think or to analyze the opponent more and like wait for the mistake and so on you know yeah so that's even what i was going to say is that do you think it may be sparring against those styles more has maybe helped you in, if you see those styles in taekwondo in competition do you think that maybe has helped that you, you, in training you've went against that style so maybe in competition that would benefit you seeing that style if you go against somebody with a very points fighting style yeah definitely like i also enjoy like look uh, watching the really good point fighters i can i think it's such a yeah like the clean like the speed the clean points and everything the thing it's uh yeah i wish i was better in it <laughs> yeah yeah it's not something i have uh i've ever tried is the is the points fighting i've done some i've played with some light contact but i've done a couple of competitions but uh like it's mostly been taekwondo but i've done some light contact kickboxing but i've never tried the points um not even on training or ah yeah we do a bit of points you know even just in taekwondo mm-hmm. um I, and i don't mm-hmm. mind it but i think like it's a uh, kind of that type of points is different to if you went into a a proper kickboxing but yeah. point, points points yeah. uh points environment it's a lot quicker mm-hmm. it's uh it's yeah um, it's yeah so then like uh, how, how many sessions a week would you would you tend to would you tend to get in then uh do you think oh uh, you mean in germany now or uh yeah sure in germany uh well in germany it's not as often as i was used to so i was used to training here every day but i also live like just five minutes by car from the sports center so i would go i would be able to go there every day but in germany and you know big cities it takes just half of the time to get there and so on so i would train like three to four times maximum even four times rarely but um, the difference is that the training sessions are longer than so at least when i come to dortmund i can do like two almost two and a half hours of really good training and then yeah so it's not as much as i was used to but i think yeah it can't always stay the same 
how do you find that before the competition then in terms of like um have you found like i don't know um do you still feel as prepared before you step on the mats uh, to feel like that maybe I you hadn't done as much sessions do, but mm-hmm. i actually didn't do as many competitions this um so ever since i moved there so we had the Waku world championships in October and I was in Germany for like two weeks came back home so I was still more or less training here and preparing here and after that I just competed at the top 10 open and in February and that's it so I I would have I could have tell answer you that question uh after the Europeans if they were on but I don't know <laughs> okay yeah yeah it's, such a, it's just it's everything was kind of just ramping up wasn't it like Try, yeah. we're on the yeah. kind of we're on the home stretch it was kind of getting into the really into the, the heavy training there was some good kind of competitions coming up we had a, a tournament coming up mm-hmm. i had i had just competed when everything shut down i was in london for a competition and there was going to be a competition in ireland and so it was like everything was just heating up and get, getting into the, the the height of preparation for the european championships yeah. and then everything just went boom stop yeah they yeah cancelled everything also in kickboxing they like in a span of three days, they cancelled, I think, three biggest World Cups for the next three months. So, you know. Yeah. Then are they going to be rescheduled for a later date in the in the calendar? Uh, or? I don't think so. I think they'll just have them next year as like normally. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a strange time to try and like trying to prepare for anything. Yeah, and and also for like we don't know about the World Cup, and we also don't know for the European Championships for Wacos this year. It's it's supposed to be one week after the World Cup, so I I wasn't even sure yet if I was going to do both or just one or what to focus on. But now, I think nobody knows. <laughs> where were where were those where were those Wacos Europeans meant to be on? Uh, in Turkey. Turkey. Ah. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like last year, I mean, last day of the World Cup, like team sparring on Sunday, let's say. And then that would already be the way in day for the Wacos. So I don't know what yeah. I would do. You'd wonder who, you'd wonder who planned that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he, right. Did, did he not know that so many people do both that they could maybe give it even just one more week? Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, World Cup was already planned in planned in two thousand and seventeen, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and the, do, do you think there's much of a? What do you think there may be a reason is that so many Taekwondo fighters do so well in uh, in Waco? Uh, I think for sure um, the ability to kick, but I think all Taekwondo fighters have to like once they start seriously competing in kickboxing to work on their boxing because we're used to like after the action is over to you know step away but in kickboxing they just keep going so I, I know for me like going into seniors that was one of the biggest like challenges I had to you know it doesn't end there and so on yeah because it's, a, it's so, there's like so many so many taekwondo fighters go to Waco like and, and do well like if you look at the the um the world championships for like the winners from Germany like a lot mm-hmm. of them have done have done really well in kickboxing like you look Vitaly has done well mm-hmm. in kickboxing I know Julio has done some kickboxing Magomed has done some kickboxing you know uh, yeah. uh, 
even Antier Internet has done some, Colin has done some, Alamine, Danilo, all these guys like you look is like have all done a bit in kickboxing and have done quite well. It's gonna it's gonna mm-hmm. it's kinda funny and that that uh how well it crosses over. Yeah, yeah. And also I think on on the other hand you get that much more experience because you have more competitions. You instead of one major competition a year you have two at least and like World Cups and I think that gives you a lot of yeah more experience more feeling for the fight and everything yeah i did the only the only problem i suppose is uh trying to fund all these trips (laughs) yeah yeah okay that's another thing yeah yeah oh there's 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 no um there's no government support in slovenia is there uh actually there is for for kickboxing the national team doesn't have to pay for the trips so that's I know how it is in other in other countries. I know that's very lucky for us again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the challenges that definitely we face in Ireland is that everything you have to you have to pay for yourself. So yeah, it can be hard. That. It can be yeah. hard. That's why always the, the junior teams the junior teams tend to be big because, you know, um I suppose mum and dad might pay for them to go. And uh, but then when you get mm-hmm. the senior, it's uh, that that stops and you have to pay for yourself. So that's why sometimes the senior yeah. teams that we bring can be can be up and down. We sometimes do big teams, sometimes do small teams. Yeah, and also if you're a senior, you probably work or like earn money, and you have to like take the days off, pay for it, and not get paid. At, you know, it's yeah, it's a lot. To, yeah. <laughs> do you think? Um, do you think you the Taekwondo could ever might get some funding from the Slovenian government? Uh, uh, oh, I, I didn't mention that. Yeah. Uh, so we also, I'm not sure if it's from the government, but we don't have to um, pay for the, like for the World Cups, for example, we had to pay for ourselves like Jamaica. And also I think for New Zealand, like the B-class competitors had to pay like a lot of money. Uh, I remember like trying to make it work then mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah so we actually don't have that much costs all to all in all for example also for the world cups in um, kickboxing we would have to pay maybe for the trip there but then they would cover the hotel so it's I can't complain that's what I say <laughs> yeah is that maybe the, is it the like, Slovenian association that would that would cover that I think it's the Association, yeah. Yeah, that would be. If we could get something like that in Ireland, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, I I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I suppose like the benefit is as well. I suppose with with Tom has been so uh, competition orientated and uh, mm-hmm. and been obviously heavily heavily involved with uh, on the association level and ITF level that that yeah. that um that does help. Yeah. Um, yes. So um, before we kind of nearly finish up, uh, I've been asking people if they were to pick, if you were to pick a favorite fighter, who would you pick? Does it, it could be uh, can be taekwondo, can be kickboxing, but it could be another sport. It could be boxing, could be I don't know MMA, it could be whatever sport. But if you were to pick a favorite fighter, who would you pick? Uh, so for males, I would say Tomas Barada just because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, from the females, I've always admired Katya Solovey. So, yeah. Yeah, good picks. Um, I think Katya would probably be my favorite fighter, male or female. 
and surprisingly mm-hmm. enough, yeah, I thought she, I, I was watching watching the the highlight videos on YouTube and then watching her compete compete live is yeah. uh was always was always I really enjoyed that. So yeah. yeah. That was in Sweden, wasn't it? 2010 when she had a gala final and everyone, the whole crowd was like, whoa. <laughs> with the, with the, the 360 at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was like, yeah, that was such a, a great way to finish that fight, to finish that match. Yeah. Like you said, was, yeah. yeah. Final in the gala. For us juniors, like seeing it for the first time, that was a good, good um, spectacle. <laughs> yeah. But see, I remember even that one seeing um Alice fight um Daniel uh, Daniel Jawa in the final of mi- mm-hmm. mi- minus minus 80 um that was another big another good one cuz uh, as well yeah. I, remember, I remember seeing Alice the next day in the hotel and he was he, he's all, he was all bruised up <laughs> he, he looked he looked a bit like the joker is uh was kind of what we were saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I guess that's also like seeing the like more experienced competitors from your team and seeing them succeed and like how good they are like that also like brings the motivation in you and has you like working harder to yeah yeah i suppose i not even like that when you're seeing someone like that even not just from your country but from your club also yeah, yeah exactly so. yeah someone you see every day and yeah, yeah that's for sure um, yeah yeah so but i think we'll wrap it up there um i've really enjoyed the chat uh, thanks a million for coming. Yeah, on. thank you. It didn't feel that long actually, but it was one hour. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it, go, it goes quick. Yeah. It goes quick once you get chatting. It does go quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, thanks, thanks for having. Me. I know. Thanks for coming on, and uh, like that. Hopefully, we'll be back training and all that sort of stuff. The, the stuff that we enjoy doing, we'll get back to it fairly soon. Yeah, for sure. We'll appreciate it so much. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, uh, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, you too, Jamie. Bye. See ya. Bye.